Welcome to Kairos Talks, the Crucial Conversation Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the show. This is Chad, your host, and today we're wrapping up our three-part series on how to be set apart. We are talking about how to be intentional, or choosing to be intentional. See, most people go by, and most of us are actually just trying to make things happen, and sometimes they don't happen, and sometimes they do, and that's just the way life is, right? We, we put our best foot forward, and we do what we can, and we've got a goal in mind sometimes, sometimes we don't, and then things just do or don't happen, and that isn't wrong. It's just not intentional, but before we can go into that, let's talk about the scale of intention. On one end of the scale, we have a bunch of people who try and make things happen to them so that they don't have to take personal responsibility. This reminds me of a story a friend once told me where he was sitting with his girlfriend at the time and they were outside of her house and they were just talking and they were really close and he was putting himself in a situation where it would look like it was just the right moment, they might have a kiss, they might not, and it was really just about being in a situation where the kiss would happen. That way, if the kiss didn't happen, or it did happen, it looked like a result of the situation, and not something that had to be taken personal responsibility for. That way, if the girl he was dating wasn't really into their first kiss at that moment in time, he could excuse it and take his responsibility off of the table. Therefore, the situation happened to him. He did not choose intentionality in that. It borders manipulation at times, and in this particular story, his girlfriend called him out and said, you can kiss me, but only if you decide to, only if you do it intentionally. And, you know, that story just kind of hits home for some of us. If you've ever dated someone or been in a situation where you've tried to make things happen to you, then that might be where you are on the scale. Honestly, I found myself on that end of the scale way too often to be comfortable with. And it's a lot of the reason I think this is a relevant topic for today. The second part, the middle part of that scale, is where most people sit. This is what I talked about earlier. We try and make things happen, but sometimes they don't, and sometimes they do. We're sometimes held responsible for our actions, but usually we can just say, well, we tried. And at that point in time, that's it. That's all we need to take responsibility for, our effort towards the situation. The very other far end of the spectrum is the people who set intentions they walk into a situation saying, this is what the objective is. I'm going to be intentional, and this is the result I'm looking for. And they own the results. It is their responsibility, whatever outcome comes from the situation they put themselves into. Setting intentions and being intentional is more than deciding what you're going to do or how you're going to do it. It's about communicating with others and holding yourself accountable for the results. So to start this off right, we have to start with this question. How many things in your life have happened to you? How many things in your life have happened to you? 
Have they truly just happened as the result of a random happenstance, or were they the result of small decisions that led to an outcome, whether it was intended or not? It's a big question to ask, and you're going to probably have to take some personal time to reflect on this as we, you know, have a conversation. But just understand that it, whatever your answer is, wherever that is, most people have had a lot of things happen to them, and that's not wrong. But this crucial conversation today is about setting intentions, communicating them, and learning how to be set apart by being intentional, by choosing to be intentional. So how do we be intentional? The first thing we need to do is take ownership of our actions and outcomes. See, in life, there's only two things we can control, our attitude and our actions, what we do and how we think. If we understand that what we think and what we do are the only two things that we can control, then we need to really be attentive to those two areas of our life. And we also have to understand that we are way smarter and more devious than we tend to admit. If you don't believe me, I want you to think back to your childhood. When I was a kid, we used to practice this uh, deviousness, if you will, a lot with uh, snacks, specifically cookies. We would accidentally put ourselves in situations where there just happened to be a cookie jar lying about and we would just take a cookie and later we would feign ignorance about how it happened and maybe the dog was inside and maybe the dog had also gotten a couple cookies and so it looked like there's crumbs on the floor and there's crumbs on the dog's mouth so you know maybe the dog got it it was Madeline's fault we'd say as a kid or we happened to be in a situation where it looked like our siblings did something that we actually did we were that devious when we were kids And I like to think that most of us have gotten a little bit smarter as we've grown into adulthood. And so when we look at that, we have to be honest. We have to realize that we are smarter. We may not give ourselves the credit for that, but that's part of the problem. If we continue to accidentally put ourselves in situations and then claim that we have no idea how we got there, then we're not doing ourselves a favor. And we're not doing anyone we interact with a favor either because we're not taking ownership for our part. So... First thing we have to do is take ownership for our actions and the outcomes of those actions. Start taking ownership where you are and in the situations you are in. Once we start taking ownership of these situations, the next thing we have to do is enter the situations with the end in mind. What is the goal for the situation that we're putting ourselves into? Why are we doing the thing that we're about to do? So, If you look at a variety of situations and just ask yourself the question, where do I want to go with this? Why do I want to go hang out with these friends? If you're like me, then you've got friends in very different areas of life. Some are going out dancing all the time on Friday nights, and that's awesome. I love to go dancing. Some are at church four or five days a week, and that's also awesome. I love church. But I have to ask myself and just be honest, do I want to go dancing with these people for the right reasons? Set intentionality. Nowadays, when I go dancing, I bring my wife, we go line dancing, and we hang out and we have a great time. Same with church. I'm going to church for the right reasons because I understand why I'm going. This sounds like a little thing, but if you think about all the places that you spend your time, you think about what you're doing and why you're doing it, you'll start to realize there's a pattern. Clarify why you're putting yourself in a situation or going to do a certain thing. And just watch what changes in your attitude towards that thing. 
examples of what you can do in having the end in mind. When I went on my second date with my now wife, I remember we were sitting in the car after our date and I said, hey, Jenna, I just want to let you know that, you know, I'm dating you with the intention of looking at you as a potential wife. I want to figure out if we are going to be dating, that we're not wasting our time, and if this is something that God wants us to do together forever. And that doesn't mean that that's not a marriage proposal today, but that's the attitude I'm bringing into this relationship. And she said the same thing, and it was super awesome. So dating is one example where you can definitely set intentions by having that end in mind. The second thing is work. When you show up to work every day, whether or not you communicate it to anyone else or you just have it as your own pulse, so to speak, what are you showing up to work to do? Are you showing up to get a paycheck? If that's the case, then then go ahead and get your paycheck. If you're showing up to provide meaning and value to the workplace, to help create a culture where people can grow and learn, make money, and have fun together, then those are two very different sets of intentions. And neither one is necessarily wrong. The important thing is that we set intentions because when we set intentions, it'll shape how we act. Interviews when we're looking at applying for another job and especially going out with friends. There's a time in my life I remember I'd go out with certain groups of friends and I would just go out and I would go into the guise of, well, I'm going to go out to have a good time. But with that group of friends in those situations, there was definitely some underlying intentions and I would put myself in a situation where I may or may not have these things happen because I was with these people and it just was happening to me. So in your various circumstances, be honest with yourself and answer that question, what is your intention in being involved in this group, in this instance, in this hangout that you're going to? And it's not necessarily a bad thing, but setting your intentions will help you more clearly direct your actions. The third piece is being intentional with others. Let those who are being involved with know what your intentions are. When I was with Jenna on that second date, I let her know what my intentions were so that we could be on the same page. This creates group accountability and allows for encouragement. When everyone is on the same page, you guys can always be making sure that you're together and moving towards the same goal. It is helpful to maintain relationships and make sure that you're on the same page together. So our three pieces to the being intentional framework. One, take ownership for your actions and their outcome. Two, walk into a situation knowing where you want to go. We're calling this have the end in mind. And three, be intentional with others. Take ownership, have the end in mind, and be intentional with others. From this point forward, it's important that we commit to no more excuses. If we continue to make excuses for everything that we do and the outcomes of situations that we are involved in, then we're not going to grow. We're not going to take responsibility for our actions, and we're going to continue to make the same mistakes over and over again. So, one, when you're in a situation that you accidentally, quotes, put yourself in, own your part. Understand the part that you played and take responsibility for your actions and their outcomes, whether or not you meant for them to happen. Believe it or not, the end outcome and how we intended for them to happen are not always the same thing. If I make a joke in the attempt to make someone laugh and it instead hurts their feelings, then am I just supposed to be, well, you know, I didn't mean to hurt their feelings and shrug that off? 
Or do I rather take responsibility and say, you know what, I'm sorry, that joke was just a really bad joke, and I said it at the wrong moment, at the wrong time, to the wrong person, and I'm sorry, I will do better at being more considerate in making comments like that in the future because I didn't realize that it was offensive. Now, in that situation, obviously, it makes sense to take ownership of that, but why do we take ownership in that situation but not in others where the outcome is similar? Where you set out with the intention to do one thing and, and you're hoping the result to be positive, but when the result is negative, it's just an oops. It's not your fault. You did all that you could. And I'm not saying you need to beat yourself over the head repeatedly saying, oh my goodness, it's all my fault, it's all my fault, it's all my fault. That's not the point. The point is to take ownership for your part in that situation so that we can learn and grow. So, understand what part you played and take responsibility for your actions. Compare your role in the situation and clarify how you can be more intentional in your actions to avoid the situation in the future. Just like with the bad joke example. Compare your role in this situation to how you wish your role had been. Also, compare the results and clarify what you wish the results had been so that you can take appropriate action and adjust your behavior and be more intentional the next time you're in a similar situation. This is growth. This is what happens when we're intentional, when we take time to own our stuff, good or bad, acknowledge what we can change, and set intentions as we enter situations. If we do this, we will be seen as set apart. So, our challenge to you today. At the end of your day, ask yourself these four questions. Throughout my day, were my intentions clear to myself? Number two, did I act with intentionality? Number three, did I own my stuff, both good and bad? And four, what can I do better? We don't need to take an attitude of self-condemnation, but rather taking ownership allows us to see where we fell short and allows us to grow, therefore setting expectations for ourselves appropriately and setting intentions in a way that allows us to shape our behavior and serve others better. Set intentions, share with others, and own your stuff. If we are more intentional in the big things, then we'll have results that we expect, and we'll be set apart by the example that we set in our community. Set your intentions, share your intentions, and watch the results as you own your stuff and the outcome. Thank you for joining us on our three-part series on how to be set apart. We hope that this framework helps you to be more set apart in your conversations and have a larger impact in your community. Thank you for joining us on Kairos Talks. We hope that this crucial conversation was impactful for you. We hope you join us next time. Don't forget to subscribe and join in on the conversation in the Kairos Talks Facebook group. Thank you and have a great day.